Hey beautiful, welcome to Unapologetic at 50. I am your host, Sharon Fields. This is an uncapped community discussing real life issues. In your 50s, you have the right to say, I have no time for games. Never regret in the past or apologizing for wanting a better future. Join me and special guests as we discuss topics and provide tools to navigate our midlife challenges. Hey, 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 thank you for joining us today at Unapologetic at 50. I am so glad to have the opportunity to introduce you to my special guest today, actually uh, found her on Instagram, but then realized that we are a part of another sister connection. Uh, When they say that it's a small world, I guess it is. And I'm thankful that I'm always surrounded by women that are doing great and amazing things. So I'm glad that she's here to be able to share her story with you today. Before I do that, though, I want to read something that I found on her website that I thought was so cute. It's Welcome to (laughs) Adventures for the Soul, which is her company. She is the founder and her name is Bettina Peets. I'm just going to read this to you. It says, Welcome to Adventures for the Soul. And darling, I am here for the woman who often catches herself saying, I just wish I could get away for one day, or I feel like my life is just just one big to-do list. I am here for that woman who is busting at the seams for a richer and more adventurous life. Girl, that is me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot I wrote that. I was like, oh, that's All of that and above, if you are not talking to anybody else, you are absolutely talking to me. So I just want to thank you for that piece. And um, again, introduce you to the listeners. I am speaking with Bettina Peets, and she is the founder of Adventures for the Soul. Welcome, Bettina. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing really, really well, and I'm excited to be here with you in this space. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, there is so much to be said about what it is that you are doing and what you are offering to so many people that I think is uncharted territory. It might be something that we have thought about doing, but probably didn't even know how to get connected with someone that is doing or offering the type of events that you are. So if you will, tell us about your business and how you got started. Oh, of course. It's it's interesting that you say that we often don't know how to get started because one of the reasons I started my business is because I wanted to create a safe entry way into the outdoors for women of color. Okay. And of course, Adventures for the Soul is for all women, but I am targeting African-American women because so many times people think, oh, Black women, we don't, 
we don't camp, we don't hike, you know, we don't get our hair wet. (laughs) And I think when we get stuck in those stereotypes, we're missing out on a lot of fun and we're missing out on some fun ways to approach wellness. Yes, you're right. So Adventures for the Soul, I started way back when my daughter went to college. I got the idea because I was just burnt out. You know, I was a single mom. She was in private school. So I worked two, three jobs just to make sure we lived in a good neighborhood. She went to good schools. I'm sure you all know that type of story. Mm-hmm. And when she went to college, I felt burnt out and I just wanted to do something fun that had nothing to do with work, you know, or anything else. Um, so I found some hiking groups on the internet, meetup.com, and I loved it. Like, I felt so alive. I felt closer to God every time I hiked. Okay. Um, And I knew that other women would appreciate this type of feeling. And I knew there were a lot of women who just needed that that connection or that entryway to to try these things. Mm -hmm. And so when I went hiking with all these groups, I was always the only African-American woman almost always. And which is okay sometimes, but I felt like I wanted more of a connection and a sisterhood of, of sisterhood with the people I was hiking with. Okay. So I decided to start my own adventures for the soul again. So women could be exposed to these amazing um, adventures and again, new approaches to wellness. And I wanted women to know that we need to make fun a priority because fun is a part of wellness as well. Yes, it is. So true. So, so mm-hmm. true. Wow, that is great. And I'm glad that you did do that because it is something that we need. Um, but let me ask you this. Why did you decide to join like a hiking group? Were you already athletic? Were you into walking on a regular or jogging or anything? Well, I am a dancer by trade. Um, I went to NYU for dance education. I've been teaching dance in public schools for over 16 years. So I'm very athletic um, in a non-traditional sense. Okay. And um, I've always enjoyed physicalness and moving my body, like we talked about earlier. Um, And this was another extension of that. And prior to that, like before I even started dancing, I I was in the Air Force, so... (laughs) Maybe that's where it started. I don't know. I love boot camp. I think I was the only person who loved boot camp. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I just think it's something that I just, I just love. I don't know where it comes from. Um, But I think when other people have, when other women have the opportunity, they realize that they love moving their bodies as well and being in nature and not just being in nature. I love the lessons that organically come from these type of experiences, Mm -hmm. you know? And would you say that organic lesson would be in the communication or connecting with the people that you are hiking with? Because at a point you kind of, do you have to trust each other when you're on certain trails, depending on the height and and things of that nature, correct? Yeah. So what happens on some of the trails when they're difficult, this organic sisterhood happens. I Mm -hmm. call it um, active sisterhood, you know, because I always say there's one thing to say, oh, I'm here for you. 
but that it's something deeper when you're physically helping someone up a mountain. Yes. Um, and you see women cheering each other on and just congratulating themselves and each other will be, or one another when we get to the top of the mountain. It's amazing. It's really amazing. And it's amazing to see these beautiful women, who, some are lawyers, doctors, teachers, and none of that matters. None right. of that matters. We're just sisters and we're doing this amazing experience. Everyone supporting each other. All the titles are taken away. All the clothes are taken away. It's just, it's just true sisterhood. And I love it. That is beautiful. It, it sounds like it's so freeing too, because like you said, all that other stuff is just left behind. It doesn't matter about my title. It doesn't matter, you know, my career. It, none of that matters. It's just a sisterhood, like you said, and everybody is trying to reach that goal together, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, there's a lesson in that in itself, because I don't think that we do that enough. Um, there's been so much push and pull. And instead of us coming together and reaching the top, we're kind of like, well, you are where you are. I am where I am. I'm going to keep moving. But if you reach out your hand to that person that's next to you or behind you and bring them along, they can grab onto the person that's in the same situation that they're in. And we're all making it. You know, yeah, absolutely. And what happens is those lessons that happen organically on these hikes, they you can um, bring them into your I can't yeah. think of the right word, but they transition into your daily living or your life. You. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, because it's about looking back to see who needs a hand. Right. It's about looking forward to see how someone else is perhaps navigating this trail and you can follow in their footsteps. Nice. You did say that there are various women from different groups and things that come out, but what about the ages? Do the ages vary as well? Can you talk about that a little bit? And maybe if someone is, you know, new to this, where they would start? So everything varies. <laughs> it really does. I had on my last hike, I had a mother and daughter. Mom was, I think, close to my age. She's like 50. And daughter was um, in her twenties. Okay. So we get we get all different ages. Um, the majority of the women are from their thirties through fifties. I did have we went whitewater rafting, and I had a woman come, and she was in she was sixty five. It was her birthday. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's the way so, we should be doing it now. Do something new, right? right. <laughs> so it's not even about age; it's about your willingness to try something new. Okay. When I post my different events, so I do hiking, camping, whitewater rafting, I always try to put down the level of difficulty. So I do, I do events that are for the absolute beginner and I do events that are for women who really want to challenge as well. Nice. Okay. So um, how many people are normally within a group or does that just depend on the event itself? So when I'm hiking, I try to keep it to eight to 10 women. Okay. And I always have an assistant with me for safety reasons. Yes. And when we are whitewater rafting, I'll do up to 12 and I'll have six and six. I'll divide it up into two rafts. And that's okay. so much fun. Uh, the camping, the camping trips, normally about six women. Okay. And what areas do you normally have your events in? 
Like what, um, is it all in New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania? All three, New okay. York, Pennsylvania, uh, New York, Pennsylvania, and Jersey. Lately, we've been kind of just hanging out in Jersey, but yeah, all three of those states. I would like to kind of do more once the world opens up. I'd like to expand and do some like really, really big overnight trips. Since COVID, what have you been doing in reference to, you know, your business? Are you, do you, are you currently having events? Are you preparing for events maybe on a smaller scale because of, you know, everything that's going on with COVID? Well, I've held off on the camping events because I'm still trying to figure out what's the safest way to approach that. Okay. Um, the hiking is fine because hiking, you can social distance, you know, and you're out in the open and everyone wears their mask. And the whitewater rafting, I've kind of held off on that because you are in a raft in close proximity to someone else. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I had to cut out some events until I figure out how to do it. Um, hiking is the safest thing so far. You do have a couple of events that are coming up, right? Or have you already done those? So I have two more events for the summer. Then I'm taking a break into the fall, which is September. I have a couples hike, okay. uh, waterfalls and brunch. And this is my first time ever, including men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that should be interesting. And uh, I have just all women waterfalls and brunch as well. And that's coming up this weekend. Okay. What would you like to see, you know, women do more of pertaining to the type of events that you offer? Like, I know that you said that you wanted there to be something that women would be able to take advantage of that might be different um, than what they're used to outside of the scope of what they um, have been used to doing. But Overall, what would you like to see happen with your business and the women and excuse me, the women that have been participating, like maybe create a annual event or something like that? Or so I have a couple answers to that question. As far as Adventures for the Soul, I really want to uh, expand as far as having corporate events. Okay. Um, and do team building for small businesses and things like that. Um, I really would like to do more public speaking um, and talk about the benefits of outdoor adventure and how we as women of color, we need to kind of tap into this because, you know, it's it's just, it does so much for your soul. <laughs> um, so that's that. But as far as an annual event, a couple of years ago, before I left to go to China, I did. Um, a Women of Color Outdoor Adventure Expo. Okay. And that was amazing. It was a two-day expo, and we had classes on how to set up a campsite, hiking for beginners. We even did skin care for uh, women outdoors. We had guest speakers, women who hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So I would love to do that um, every year. And I would love to get corporate sponsorship and I would love to partner with other organizations because there's other um, African-American outdoor adventure people out there. So I would love all of us to get together and have one big expo. That would be nice. Absolutely. But now tell me more about this outdoor skincare. 
So what type of things were you doing in reference to that? Are you using like herbs and stuff like that, that you found and making like for your, to wash your face or to put on your skin or something like that? So we talked about in that particular part segment of the expo, we talked about natural bug repellent. Okay. Um, we talked about natural skincare. We talked about sunblock for women of color and how important that is. Yes. Um, how, right. How important it is to wear a hat when you're out in the sun. So we talked about things like that. And we talked about simple makeup because we want to look good on a trail because you never know. <laughs> That's right. You never know. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> And I would be the one child. Look, <laughs> uh, can, can I get some help? <laughs> right? Or I know so much. Let me help you, sir. Oh, because you look a little lost. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in in uh, the hiking basics, we talked about what to wear, you know, because you don't want to go hiking. Some people think, oh, let me just throw on my jeans, which is wrong because it's cotton and it's hot and it's heavy. So we talked about proper attire, you know, and even like, where do you buy hiking boots? You know, things like that. Nice. Because you're right. Most people wouldn't know that. You know, I would think that you would go with maybe a pair of sweatpants and sneakers. But if you're going up a mountain and there's rocks and all this other stuff, like that can go through the bottom of your sneakers, especially, you know, if it's not a good quality pair and they just aren't made for that anyway. So, yeah, that that's a good thing that you also educate them on what is needed uh, for the actual adventure. That's a great thing. I would definitely like to learn more about, you know, the skincare, the outdoor skincare. Um, I know that there's certain plants that repel certain insects and things of that nature that you can have at home or put out on your deck or something like that. But actually uh, creating skincare or something like that, I would be interested in that as well. So, Tell me a little bit more about your wellness background, because you do the adventures, which is also a part of wellness, because we need to move. We need to move these bodies. We can't sit there and get complacent. Um, Movement is everything for your joints and, you know, muscle mass and things of that nature. So if you would speak about your wellness experience and expertise. Okay, so my wellness expertise I have a certification in yoga, meditation, and mindfulness, actually. So I try to incorporate those things as much as possible into my events. For every hike, we do some yoga stretches. And also, I try to include mindfulness when we're actually walking and hiking. Um, I do this part of the hike where we do it absolutely in silence because I want the women to be mindful of the experience, mindful of their thoughts, mindful of the awareness. And, um, you know, I just did a hike with a bunch of beauticians from a hair salon and they're very chatty. And, they, <laughs> and at first they were like, we, we can't talk. What is this? I was like, yeah, I was going to kill them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, no, no. I was like, trust me, just you talk every day to your customers, to your children, just give your mind a break. And, you know, they finally, they were like, okay, we'll do it. And then when it was over, they were like, I really like that. That was really good. I bet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Can you explain what mindfulness means? Because I know that we are now hearing those uh, terms more often, mindfulness, um, meditation, and to make sure that the listeners actually know what that means. Okay. So I have a, a perfect example of mindfulness. Okay. So, you know, when you're in your car and you have road rage, someone cuts you off and you're like, oh my God, you know, you da, 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 you're yelling at this person. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is same person cuts you off. You have those same feelings, but before you verbalize, you say, you take a deep breath and you ask yourself, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Do I need to react to this person? Should I react to this person? What can I do to make myself feel better, to feel better? So mindfulness is just really acknowledging your own thoughts, being aware that you have a choice to feel what you feel or to feel something even better. So that's kind of my definition of it. Nice. I like that. So you're actually, before you are reacting, you're putting yourself on pause, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that is something that a lot of us should practice (laughs) because we just at the drop of a pin, explosive, And I think it's because of everything that's going on around us, because we have been through a lot this year. Oh, absolutely. I've had to practice mindfulness so many times, (laughs) (laughs) so many times. And in reference to the mindfulness, is there any tips that you could offer someone who wanted to learn more about that and how to include that as a practice? I would always suggest everyone have a meditation practice. Just every day, start, give yourself five minutes of silence. Before you hit the ground running, before you grab your coffee, five minutes of silence in the morning. And I would suggest the same thing before you go to bed. Just sit on the, ed- on the edge of your bed, um, even after your prayers, because, you know, of course, I'm always praying and asking God for guidance. But even after that, just five minutes of silence. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Since your adventures uh, or events are outdoors, do you do anything with grounding? I want to begin to incorporate that. Okay. Um, I haven't figured out how to do that because in, well, I I have given it some thought because hiking, of course, we have our shoes, but I want to start doing tree work. Okay. And grounding through trees. And that process is the, you're hugging, you stand in front first, but then you're also touching, right? Or mm-hmm. hugging. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's a, it's a process of actually, like, if you're feeling anxious, whatever energy you're feeling, kind of giving that energy and letting the tree absorb that energy. Which again, is something that we definitely need because, you know, the computers, the cell phones, the TVs, I mean, there's so much stuff with all this additional energy and just everyday stress. So I too would like to learn more about that. I I started reading up on it and studying a little bit, um, but sometimes it's hard depending on where you live. Because you may not have, you know, a place that you can actually go outdoors and do that, as well as you still have to be careful with different pesticides and things of that nature that is being put in the grass, because Mm -hmm. you don't want that to be an issue either. Another question is about the yoga. Okay, because now I I have to tell you a story. All right, because I tried. (laughs) 
<laughs> I really okay. did. I, I used to live in Pennsylvania. I lived in Pennsylvania for about 15 years and they had several yoga studios all over. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to try this because it's you know, supposed to be very good for your muscles, your joints, for lengthening, stretching is supposed to be good for you. And I go and I take this class and I'll laugh at myself. I don't have a problem with it. Girl, I couldn't even get right on the mat. I couldn't get on the mat. (laughs) And they were doing all this stuff. And I'm going, uh, excuse me, but I don't think my parts were meant to do that. (laughs) I was just not. I mess. But when I finished, though, there was a point that I was like, wow, there was like, you know, a relief. There was some energy that, you know, I was like, okay, that felt a little freeing. But then there was a couple of days that I was in pain. And I think that that was because <laughs> I took the wrong class, maybe. Like, I really. Okay. Um, and you could tell me if this is something that's offered. Um, is there a toddler, teeny, like <laughs> beginning yoga class? Because I was like, I don't know if I would do that again. I would say look for classes that say gentle yoga. Gentle yoga. I'm writing that down. Listeners, yeah. listen, gentle yoga. All right. Yeah. And then the other class would be restorative yoga. All right. And can you explain the difference? So gentle yoga um, is basically yoga for beginners and you will do poses standing up on the mat, but everything is very beginner friendly. Now restorative yoga, the majority of the poses are done on the mat, laying down with props and it's meant to do exactly that, restore you. So it's a series of, you hold the poses a lot longer on the floor and breathing exercises. So you truly feel restored when you're done. Nice. Okay. So it is, you know, an opportunity to work your way up. Yes. 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 Thank you. (laughs) I did hear you say, even on your trips, though, you got a partner with you, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Very good. I am so glad to have this opportunity to talk with you today and learn so many different things that I have. I am definitely interested in participating in one of your events. Look for me to be saying, hey, I'm in and I'm gonna grab a couple of people and bring them with me as well. For women that are my age, I just had a birthday on the 13th, so I'm 52. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Women that are my age or close to the midlife age or even close to 60, um, can you speak about the importance, again, of us moving and not just, you know, sitting there doing nothing because it makes a difference. It makes a difference on our body. It makes a a difference with our mind, just overall wellness. And there's never an age that is too late. I I don't think. No, no, not at all. Um, And you're absolutely right. Moving and stretching and being outdoors just add to the quality of our life. And it makes us feel more vibrant. Just to be outside in the sun near the trees, it just adds to our vitality. No, there's never, you're never too old, never too old. 
when I'm hiking on Bear Mountain, which is one of my favorites and one of the most uh, challenging hikes, there's women and men in their 70s passing me, like because they do it every day. Right. And it's about it's about consistency. So it's never too late to start, but just keep going once you start. Nice. So it'd be good also to try to find a accountability partner, maybe someone that has those same interests that you would be able to team up with and um, do those things. Because sometimes I think that's a part of it too. We have interest and we may start, but then we don't have that additional uh, motivation or inspiration to keep going. Because, you know, there are going to be some days that are not going to be easy, but you do have to push through that. Well, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I created Adventures for the Soul. For women, of course, to come on my hikes and to build business, which is great, but also to build community. Because so many of the women who come on my hikes, they find like-minded souls. Yeah. And so they're able to build those connections that you're speaking of and friendships that um, transcend my events. Like they're hiking with each other. Like I did a hike the other day and I saw this woman approaching my group and she was like, hey, and she was out there hiking by herself because she started with us. Nice. Yeah, that is nice. And I bet that's a blessing too to be able to see some of the people that attended your events and now they're out there doing it on their own and to see that they're continuing with it because it's kind of like you laid a foundation or you planted a seed right? That they may have never experienced before. And now you can actually see it growing and flourishing when you run into them or, you know, maybe on Facebook or some type of social media Mm -hmm. that they're talking about it. Oh, I love it. Like I got a message from someone today who bought their first pair of hiking boots. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what do you think of these? I was like, oh, they're great. They're so nice. (laughs) Very nice. And so that's another thing. Like, I love the, like, when the women, we get together and we talk about hiking boots and we're not talking about like high heels and Mac lipstick, which, which is fine, but we talk about hiking boots. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Is there any other tips or anything that you can provide for us in reference to your business, wellness, you know, women in general, whatever you would like to add? We are here to listen. So here's what I'd like to add. So there's this joke that D.L. Hughley used to tell in his stand-up, which I thought was hilarious. He would say, white people, they have great weekends. They have the kayak on the car. They have fantastic weekends. Black folks, they just have a couple of days off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, <laughs> I want to have I want to have great weekends. And I think everybody should have great weekends. And it doesn't take that much. So what I'd like to share, especially with women, um, single women, and especially women with children, use the outdoors. This is something that God is giving us. Use the outdoors to connect with yourself, to connect with your children, to show them there's a different way of having fun. You don't have to go to great adventures or fun plays. Right. You know, nature can be our fun place. Take those kids, get them some hiking boots, hit the trails get a Groupon, go whitewater rafting, and especially during COVID, use the outdoors to really, really have great adventures with yourself and with your family. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And before there was ever any of these other little great adventures, multiplexes and all that other stuff, there was nature, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that we were better off. 
<laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with those places, of course, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah, grab a, grab some yoga mats from the, the five below store, go in the backyard or on the front porch or the back porch with your kids, you know, and do life a little differently. Yeah, I can remember like when I was growing up, sometimes we, you know, couldn't afford to go to all these different places, but you would make sandwiches, you would put them in a bag or basket, whichever one you had, grab a blanket and go to the park, you know, Mm -hmm. and you would hang out with your friends or whatever. And that was one of the greatest experiences ever. So I think we need to get back to that as well or something similar. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that would be my tip. Use nature as your new playground. Use nature as your new playground. I like that. (laughs) Now, can you tell us how we would be able to uh, connect with you and for the listeners that are interested in learning more about your events? Yes, you can connect with me through my website, adventuresforthesoul.me, M-E. And I am on Facebook, Adventures for the Soul, and Instagram, Adventures underscore for underscore the underscore soul. So you can find me in those three places. I'm the most active on Instagram. I always post my events there. I am taking a couple weeks off, but my new schedule will be up by September 1st. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again for joining us and providing us with the information and showing us that, you know, um, you should just continue to go out there and seek something different. You know, we are, it's easy to stay in the place that you are. And that's with everything, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's with relationships, that is work, that is having fun in your life. But sometimes you really need to step out of that box. And when you step out of that box, you actually see and feel the real freedoms that God has provided. So I really, really like what it is that you're doing. And thank you for having that idea. And also thank you for creating a business like this and sharing it with all of us. I really do appreciate it. And I'm sure that the listeners do too. And if there's anything else that is going on with your business, please come back. Let us know, especially since you said that you are uh, looking into getting into grounding. We would love to hear more about that. You are a friend of the show. You are welcome at any time. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. You Thank you. Thank you. More than welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unapologetic at 50. Together, we will learn how to maneuver life's challenges while being our authentic selves without regret. Remember to subscribe to Unapologetic at 50 to be notified of new episodes. Don't be salty with me if you are the last to know and never apologize for being the best version of you.